All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode number 89 of Sports Cards Live. It's Saturday, March 27th. My name is Jeremy Lee. Before we get on with tonight's show, I want to thank last Saturday's guests. We had Tyler Nethercott from Sports Card Investor, and we had Rodman Martinez streaming live with us from Honduras. A couple of great episodes. Check those out. They are in the archives on the YouTube channel. I want to let you know that next Saturday, my guest will be Tim Getch, founder and CEO at ComC. It's going to be a fun one, so make sure you come out for that. I want to welcome all new viewers. We just passed 2,500 subscribers on YouTube, a great milestone. I thank you all. If you are new here tonight, please subscribe to the channel. Greatly appreciate it. I want to shout out The Big Three Hockey on Instagram. Give these guys a follow. They showcase the finest singles on the internet in the hobby. I also want to shout, shout out to all the podcast listeners. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to let everybody know we have a Facebook group for the show. It is called Sports Cards Live. Feel free to register to join the group and it'll ask you for a referral. Just put Jeremy or Sports Cards Live, whatever it is. Also let you all know that tonight after we're done with Billy Celio, we have Dave McFadden, he's a high-end collector. He will be joining me on After Hours in about two hours and 15 minutes from right now. I also want to thank everybody who joined me last night for the PWCC auction ending on eBay watch party. That was a ton of fun. We'll be doing that every month um, when they end their auctions, their hockey card auctions. All right, let's get to tonight's guest. He's a great friend of the show. He's a product manager at Upper Deck. Let's bring him out. Billy Celio, welcome back to Sports Cards Live. How are you doing tonight, my man? Doing great, doing great. I uh, it was funny. I, I called you, and I thought I was going to be episode eighty-seven because I was just trying to do the numbers in my head, and I thought I was going to have to wear like a Sidney Crosby jersey, which <laughs> would just kill me because he still he still owes me a Stanley Cup back in the day against the Red Wings. And then I thought you're like, no, you're not 87. I'm like, am I 88? Do I have to wear a Lindros jersey? Because I can do that. Because we beat Lindros in the Stanley Cup Finals. And you're like, no, you're 89. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. But so I, who's 89 that you could have been wearing tonight? I, you know what? I couldn't. Re I couldn't recall. I'm sitting there thinking of hockey players. I'm sitting there thinking of like football tight ends or whatever. Like I'm trying to remember who wears number 98 in in, uh, in hockey or 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 football, but nothing was coming to mind immediately. I can't think of anybody in hockey that wears 89, but I'm sure someone in the chat can let us know. That would be great. But yeah, this is episode 89. We're making our way to 100. Who'd have thunk it, right? Crazy, man. Okay, so listen, um, before we get started, uh, I want to just shout you out because you were on the uh, inaugural episode of Sports Card Culture with uh, yes. Amit and Kent. How did you enjoy that? It was great. I got to talk about something else other than, you know, hockey cards. You know, I, I do with hockey cards all the time. And, you know, I have other things that I collect, other things that I, you know, enjoy. And we kind of we talked a lot about that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, we still got into the card uh, talk and we talked a little hockey. We talked entertainment. Um, you know, I've, I've actually been putting on two hats at Upper Deck recently where I've been making a lot of hockey products, but also been helping out building some entertainment products, too. So. It was kind of nice to talk about that other side a little bit uh, because, you know, uh, otherwise I'm on the boards, I'm on the the breakers and it's just hockey, hockey, hockey. So it was a nice little change of pace. And those guys, they talk about passion. Let me just tell you, those guys are just as passionate as the people that they have on the show. Uh, it, it was it was so much fun to be on there. 
Yeah, they're doing a great job. They're about to have their ninth episode, I believe, and uh, they're doing really well. So good for them. That's Sports Cards Culture on YouTube. Check that out, everybody. Um, okay, so Billy, we've got we've got a, a stacked agenda tonight, and we're going to start off with you know some interesting stuff. We're not going to start off with the products you're you're making, you're building. We're not going to start off with what's going on at Upper Deck. We'll get there, but I want to talk a bit about the the market itself right now from the standpoint of new investors coming in. This is a topic that you know we discussed that you had some interest in. You wanted to touch on it a little bit, so. Why don't we do that? Before we do, though, we're going to say hello to people. So think about what you want to say. And uh, we're going to look at Brandon George says, Yo, Billy, bring back bloodlines, but make it father and son. There's a great idea for you. Steve, sir, uh, welcome back. Hockey Cod collector on IG. Great to have you. He just opened some series two, 14 boxes. Still no Kaprasov. The quest continues. Good luck to you on that. Greg Novus, good evening. We got Frank Estella in the house. Absolute is back, Mike. Good to see you. We got Ziggy No Sports Cards Daily in the house. Dennis Lescombe Jr. Watched the live last night on replay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun last night, Dennis. Thanks for watching in reruns. Appreciate it. Corey Carr in the house. Appreciate that, Absolute. Yeah, we hit 2,500 subscribers. We got my man Joe Perot from Santa Cruz. Hello, Joe. Pastime is in the house from, from uh, Vancouver, BC. Good evening. Pastime Rocco. Hello, hello. Let's have a good skate tonight. Hey, Sanderson is back. Al G is back. Good evening, Al. Wow, lots of comments already. Lots of comments rolling in. We got Bobby Baseball in the house. Thanks, Bobby. Appreciate that a lot. Sid just beat, yeah, 5-1, I think, uh, Penguins beat the Islanders. Corey Carr. Brindamore might have worn it. Ah, McGillney. Of course, McGillney. Of course. Yes, yes. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Everyone's selling us McGillney. Jim Levitt, back off. Oh, long time listener, first time writer. Good to. Okay, that's my alarm. I got some auctions ending on eBay. I have to bid on in the next minute or so. So I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try and multitask right now. Jeff McMahon, good evening to you. Kent in the house. Hello, Kent. Kent's from uh, Sports Cards Culture. We got Lapper 30. We got YYC. We got Terry Fortune. We got Costa. Okay, hold on, guys. Give me a second here. Give me a second. I got to make so a what bid. Jeremy, what Jeremy I, didn't tell you, you get okay, it? That, that bit is in. I don't know if I won it yet. We got Mark Cranenberg in the house. Another longtime listener, first-time watcher. Love it. Great to have you watching live, Mark. Hockey, hockey. I don't care what anyone says. The original Pavel Bury is the greatest young gun card ever. It's a great card for sure. We got Yannick in the house. We got Tyson Lee in the house. We got Stephen Foley. Look at everyone here tonight. Todd McDonald, great to have you. Red Wings are winning, th winning three to one. Frank Ostello lets us know. And we got peeps in the house. All right. And I got to I got to snipe another auction in about four seconds here. Billy, give me a moment. Two hey, Jeremy. bid. And I got another, I got to snipe this one in 14 seconds. Billy, start talking. Start talking about the market. No, what Jeremy didn't tell you is the reason why he had me come back on is because uh, I'm in his fantasy hockey league uh for uh sports card live and let's just say it's it's not very uh it, it's, it's it is embarrassing i'm actually in last place right now and what's even sadder is that one i'm losing to the mayor who i don't think has made a lineup change in the last month and uh i'm actually trying like i am changing my lineup and adjusting my lineup every day making sure i'm not playing too many people because you only get a certain number of plays every time but yep i'm dead last i'm about 900 points or not 900 about uh 90 points behind ninth place but 
uh, yeah, I think I think they got me in this league. I think I'm within a league with all ringers right now. I'm I'm a little uh, a little embarrassed. Well, that's not why I had you back. But I, I was in second place for a while. Terry's uh, way out in first. Uh, I, I was in second. I've dropped down to third, and only the top two spots uh, win anything. So, uh, but hey, it's it's great to have you. Let's just say hello to the last few people that have come in, and then let's talk about the market from the standpoint of investors in terms of what you're seeing, Billy. All right, sound good? Yep. We got Mike from Eastridge. We got Greg is glad to have Billy back. We got Dave back. Dave will be joining me on After Hours, everybody. Be sure to tune in for that. Hey, there's my man, Victory Investments, Sean. You guys have to check him out on Instagram. One of the best accounts going at Victory Investments. I'm telling you, if you're not on Instagram, it's worth going on Instagram just to follow this guy's account. It is awesome. Paul Cashman, you're a wizard, Harry, he says, Billy. Yeah, Billy hasn't... Billy hasn't cut his hair since last March, I don't think. Peeps is lo losing because he drafted both Kachucks. That can't be good right now. Kurt Renaud in the house. Good evening. Okay, Billy, let's get into it. I've got 25 seconds before I have to snipe another auction. All right. Well, first of all, I drafted Carter Hart, so that, was a, that wasn't a very good decision either. Um, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, just the market in general right now. Now, everybody knows there's a huge boom. You know, it's – it potentially started off in other sports and it's it's made its way to hockey and i'm on a lot of like i mentioned i'm on a lot of forums i'm a lot of facebook groups i don't necessarily put my name out there make comments too often or whatnot but you know what i'm seeing a lot of is people getting back into the hobby which is awesome i love seeing all these people that you know i did it too back i went from you know i collected as a kid i went to college and then a number of years i came back and a lot of people are doing that now where they collected when they were a kid and they're all they're hearing is cards, market, investment, make money, and they're getting back into the into the hobby. But there's a lot of uneducated people, and I, when I don't mean uneducated, I just mean they're not doing the research on, on cards. I don't know how many times I've seen on a Facebook post, here's what I got, did I get anything? You know, here's, I bought this, did I get anything? And you know, if you're going to use this as an investment, if, which a lot of people are, and a lot of people are thinking that right now, you know, do some research on what you're purchasing on, you know, certain products are built for certain people, certain products are built for different kind of investors. You know, as you know, we've got some lower end products like, you know, MVP and Parker's, which is great for those first time collectors. Yes, there's some, you know, some hits that you can find that are worth a lot of money. But for the most part, it's that beginning stage. And then you've got Upper Deck Series 1 and 2 uh, and this year Extended Series. You know, this is kind of like the mid-tier. You know, this is the, you know, I like to collect players. You have a chance to get some young guns that are worth, you know, two to $300 right out the gate. You know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities, but it's also there for collectors also. And then you've got your high-end stuff, you know, your ultimate, your premier, your cup where, you know, this is where a lot of the big time investors uh, get involved. And, um, you know, some people are, are, are just blindly purchasing and, and blindly investing and, and not doing the research. And, you know, I really recommend that if you're going out and purchasing stuff, do the research, look into it. And the thing is, these forums, this hobby insider, you know, this sort of group is there to help out you know i don't i see a lot of times people post like i'm looking to get back into the hobby you know what sort of stuff should i buy that's a great idea a great plan because 
people are going to give you that advice. A lot of times people are like, you know, I'm looking for autographs and I'm looking for good value. And I don't know how many times I see people post like your SPA, that's what you're looking for, you know, that sort of thing. So um, really do the research. I've already said it five times, I think. Do the research uh, before you really start wanting to use this as an investment. Yeah, I think that's that's very good advice. Do your re- it really is so important. Do your research and reach out to reach out to people that are willing to help you. You know, there there's people willing to help everywhere whether it's on you know, you, I guess you have to be careful where you reach out. So I think in addition to doing your research, Billy, would you agree that you need to vet the people you're going to for advice? Maybe watch them a little bit, especially if it's an Instagram or Facebook, you know, maybe watch and see what it is they're saying. What's their spin on the hobby? Are they are, are they positive type people, negative type people? Because you can always tell what sort of advice you're going to get if you can get a feel for the just the the personality of the person uh, to a degree. So vet the people that you're going to look for advice from and then and then go get the advice. And, you know, veteran hobbyists want to share information with new hobbyists because we understand how important it is for the hobby to keep it growing. So we don't want to scare people off. We want to bring them in and, and let them know that it's not all, you know, that there's a lot of great things happening in the hobby. Even in today's, in, t- in the environment we have right now where things have gone pretty nuts lately and some people are nervous. And I think that's fair. But there's, as, as we like to say, there, and I have to try and snipe another auction here in three seconds, three, two, two seconds and bid. Okay, let's see how, how that goes. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's important. <laughs> it's important to uh, it's important to do that. Make sure you know who you're getting advice from. I love Instagram for that. There's so many helpful people on there. Facebook. I might be a little bit more, uh, you know, trepid about going on there for advice because there's there's just a lot. There's so much negativity out there, but there's a, there's a lot of positivity too. So I just want to caution people that are new to make sure that you know kind of who it is that you're going to for your advice. Does that make sense to you, Billy? I was kind of rambling because I am kind of multitasking between bidding on auctions and running a show. 100, 100%. You know, like you said, there are some groups that you go on. And if someone asks a question, you get a lot of smart aleck remarks. You get uh, a lot of, you know, negativity. Um, you know, I, I see it a lot also. Um, a lot of a lot of uninformed, you know, uninformed people. We get, you know, we post stuff on on uh, Facebook, our Facebook page. And a lot of times we'll post stuff and you'll just see, you know, people will ask questions like, oh, how much is this? You know, like how much is this going to be a box? Well, we don't talk about prices, but then you'll see like, oh, you're going to have to mortgage your house. Oh, this and that, you know, they, they kind of just, no, they're asking about how much it's going to cost. You know, we need to be better as, as, uh, as collectors too, uh, to, you know, be positive with, with some of the new people. Yes, it's, it's tough. They're new. That's, you think that they know this stuff, but they don't. So, um, you know, the reaction, the responses that we give in a whole, uh, and like you said, I think it's, it's more often on Facebook groups, uh, could be a little bit more positive. You know, a lot of people just, a lot of people find Facebook as a opportunity to, to make a, a funny comment and try to see how many likes they can get off of their funny comment as opposed to really helping the person out. Yeah. And, you know, there's someone makes a point further down here that, uh, you know, all positivity isn't uh, isn't always a good thing. And I agree with that, actually. Um, and I agree with that. Chris McGill from House of Jordans, he's he's well known for saying that we need you need both sides because 
when you have the critics and you have the ne the negativity, it almost forces the hobby to be better and to do better and to strive for better. And I'm okay with that. I think I think it is important. It's also important to not not be naive and not not have rose colored glasses and to understand that you know the hobby there there can there can be a downside i suppose there there are things that aren't going to be perfect and it's not all, it's not at all flowers and roses type of thing so I, I don't i don't disagree with that but but if you want to get into the hobby you know and you want to learn from people who've been there for a while you're better off getting advice from people who have been there for decades rather than months who have seen many cycles and that's really important the everything everything works in cycles in life right so including the hobby so if you're going to ask for advice, try to get it from somebody who's seen a lot of the cycles. I, I think that's really good advice, if I might say so myself. Uh, I want to just shout out here. We got Sanderson to Orr, who's back after five years. That's pretty cool. Now, we've got some questions coming in that are off topic at the moment. So we're going to we're going to skip over some of those, but we will get to them a little bit later. Uh, or just re-ask them again. Uh, Costa, ask it when we're on the topic. Um, Justin Bodenhouse. Good evening, Justin. We got lots, lots of comments, guys. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Justin Boat says, start with a few quality vintage and a few different sports. That's good advice. Quality vintage is always a good place to go. And if you want to go modern, you know, then you got to pick the players that you believe in uh, are, that are, that are going to be good performers because good performers on good teams are always a good way to go as well. Okay, so Billy, the next sort of topic we had, which I think it's a good segue into it, is... I mean, you build products for a living for Upper Deck. You build hockey and entertainment products and products come out and then they get, they get you know, much praise and much criticism. I want to I wanna understand from your perspective as the guy who builds these and then is out there reading social media, reading message boards, how thick does your skin need to be as a product manager, a product, a product builder when you see the, the products you build being criticized to absolutely slammed how, how does that make you feel and what's your response to that that's that's why i build the beard even thicker it, it, they, they got to get through more to get to me no um you know i it's it's kind of if, if you know me and you've talked to me uh and we've talked cards it's it's kind of well known my my first few products at upper deck you know i, I i'm responsible for contours i'm responsible for full force and champs and, and they didn't uh they didn't go as well as i would hope and you know initially i just kind of took it well i'm learning and uh it is what it is and as time has progressed we've built a number more i've built a lot more sets sets since there and um you know as you said we we do listen we do read you know we're not we're not blind we're not just like we're just gonna make the same thing we made next year and everything's just gonna be perfect and everyone's gonna like it um, we take risks and sometimes they, they go great. Sometimes they go horribly wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the criticism and like I mentioned on, on the Facebook pages, I, I think nowadays it's just gotten to the point where, you know, people just want to complain about something. UD, UD2 just came out and, um, you know, the first questions that everybody was asking and don't get me wrong. It was a justifiable question was, how are the corners? You know, how are the corners of the cards? Because they were, you know, UD1 was bad. It was almost like they were just ready to jump on, you know, the, the quality of, of the corners for Series 2. Um, 
you just kind of have to you listen to it, but you can't you can't take anything personally. But you definitely want to kind of store the criticism away. And some of the criticism that's given is actually very good criticism. Like you said, or like your your uh, person said, sometimes, you know, it's good to have good and it's good to have bad. There are definitely times where we get criticism and we're like, we do need to fix this because, you know, the consumer doesn't like it. Um, and then there's other times. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um where it's just the uh, you're getting criticism without the consumer doing any sort of research on the uh, on the product or on the on the insert. Um, I have a uh, insert in Upper Deck Series Two. It's called Box Filler. Now somebody hears that and they're just like, "How lazy have they gotten at Upper Deck that they just now just call it Box Filler because that's all it is?" And I I heard that comment over and over again before you know, anything happened. And I'm just like, guys, do the research on this. Look at the checklist. The checklist has Probert. It has Domi. It has McSorley. It has Tiger Williams. There's a theme to this box filler penalty box. They're in the penalty box. I thought it was a really clever insert name. Um, so just something like that, where you're getting a lot of criticism. And like I said, you need to do, kind of do a little bit of research before you start, you know, really investing in stuff. Do a little research before you before you make some comments also, because there's a lot of comments that go out there that just aren't justified because the person hasn't done any research or hasn't really looked into it. They just see something and want to comment and don't really look into it or don't really ask any questions. They just they, they want to be funny and they want to, you know, uh, get attention and get likes. So when you when you come out with a new insert, new product, whatever it may be, and you see that the market responds to it, you know, you're, you see the negative comments about it, you know, how do you integrate that into the the next product or, or the, that same product the following year, the next version of it? Do you will you listen to that and will you improve it or will you just sort of sometimes say, well, they like you said, maybe there wasn't much for research, so they really don't know what they're talking about, which can easily be the case. But when they do know what they're talking about and it is informed criticism, how do you how do you go about, you know, working that into the next product? There, there's times that we just something's not working and we we do consulting too. like we talk to specific people and we're and before every product I build, I'll talk to someone. So if I have the time to be able to talk to someone, because sometimes a product takes over a year, the product's out before I've already built built the next one. Like I literally just finished UD2 for next year um, on Friday. So I had, a, I, luckily I had like two or three days just to kind of double check anything uh, if it worked or not. But there are times where we'll take stuff out. It's it's just not working. Something like in, in Upper Deck Series 1 and Series 2, the, the shooting stars and the seeing stars, it, it just wasn't working. Um, you know, we mixed it where you could, we thought, you know, a set collector would want to collect the tins and the fat packs because there were different subjects and different SKUs. And, you know, this would be a, a fun set to collect, but it just, they didn't really catch the eye of the consumer. And um, they kind of just were there and put to the side when people got them, even though there were rare versions that came one a case, you would think a card that's one per case, you know, would go for a decent amount of money. Well, it didn't. So we had, we had to change something and, you know, we, we, we hear from the consumer a lot of parallels, a lot of shiny, like maybe something else. And, and that's where the Dazzlers came. 
You know, we got to do something different. We got to do something that the consumer's looking for. And so we came up with, with the Dazzler um, insert, which I think has gone over very well. And again, it's spread across different SKUs, but we haven't separated. Like you can still get every single player in every single SKU, which I think is also an adjustment that needed to be made because not everybody buys tins. Not everybody buys fat packs and they want to buy the set. So you can get a full blue set. You can get a full pink set if you buy hobby. You can get a full orange set if you collect tins. You can get a full green set if you do, uh, you know, um, retail or blasters. So that's one thing. And then sometimes we just kind of change stuff up. Uh, another insert in Upper Deck Series 1 and 2, the portraits, which gets a lot of talk. Um, and guess what? They weren't getting talk for a number of years because they were bored. They were they were stagnant. It was just kind of like a close-up black and white photo image with a blue border, and they were very boring. And people were like, do something with these. So <laughs> I did something well, with that. And, so here comes uh, Dave the Bell. Yes. Here, I, well, last year was was Step Brothers and uh, with, with the floating head, and this year was Saved by the Bell. Um, you know, it's something different. And here's the thing. There, there, some people are going to love them. Some people are going to hate them. Some people remember having those specific school photos where they had the lasers in the back. Or they remember this. I had the, the photo where you're like this, and then there's the head up here. And every, I had those exact photos. That's what made me think about it. Um, and, you know, there's going to be some people that never had those photos and don't know why we did them and think they're the dumbest, ugliest cards in the world. And then there's going to be other people that think these are really cool. And not every insert's going to, you know, be liked by every single, uh, person. We talk about having thick skin. There's an example. I heard a lot of people talk about how much they hate portraits. And I heard a lot of people say that they thought they were really cool and they remembered, you know, having the same portrait. And like you said, a lot of people call them saved by the bells. You know, there's there's just there's different generations of people that are collecting right now. There's, you know, very vintage. They like their vintage cards. Uh, there's the guys that came up in the junk wax era. There's the people that, uh, you know, came up in the late 90s that love all these inserts. And, you know, now you've got a whole nother group of people. So there's just different collectors throughout. And, um you know, portraits was one of those inserts that, yeah, we listened to the people and we changed it. They might not like it, but we're having we're, it, it's it's fun and it's something different. Well, you can't make everybody happy all the time. You certainly know that. And once you realize that, maybe you can sleep. Uh, maybe you start to sleep better at night with respect to Dazzlers. You know, uh, I know those cut on. I have a neighbor who lives right across the street from me, collects collects hockey cards. Not with nothing to do with me. Totally independent of that. And when, when, when I met him and realized that, I was like, wow, how cool is this? You, you collect cards. My neighbor collects cards too. We have this in common. And, and one day he says, and he goes, yeah, I'm collecting these Dazzlers. I'm putting, the, I'm putting whatever color set together. He's got like several of them coming on mail days every day. Loves them. So it's, you know, you just never know who's going to like what it is that you put out. And, and you're never going to know who isn't. So I think the important thing is that you, you keep trying to improve, you keep trying to do better and come up with innovative ideas. Uh, that, that's really what it, what it comes down to. And so far, I'd say so good. I like a lot of what you guys do. Some I don't, but of course, right? You can't like everything. There's so many different products and there's so many different inserts within each product that, again, not everybody's going to like everything. Uh, Mike says, I can't, I can't disappoint him here. He says, uh, research and McGuire scratch X. Cause, uh, he says, Jeremy shows his bottle that's in with that within arm's reach. And it is, this is the stuff you use to buff out any scratches or scuffs on your slabs, everybody. 
Maguire Scratch X 2.0. I haven't shown this in a few months, so there you go. Don't want to disappoint Absolute Authentics. Uh, Steve Sir says positivity wins. You guys are my extended family. Have to have you happy to have you as part of the family, Steve. Uh, hockey hockey though says negativity isn't a bad thing. If you're 100 positive, you might come off as a nut. Yeah, I agree with that. You 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 know it's good to be balanced, and I think that's definitely true. Michael Ham, I haven't read this yet. Says uh, hobby is about collecting. The new guys are hard flippers. Yes, several of them are. If the flippers leave the market, what happens to prices on the mid to low tier cards? I worry too many people may lose money and run. Some will, but the nice thing, and I've said this many times, is that a lot of the people that have come in will turn into collectors. It's just a numbers game at that point, and they will stick it out. And the hobby is going to go through cycles. If you don't believe that, you're you're just not aware. It's going to go, the hobby will go through cycles. But how, how big are these cycles? How far are we going to veer from where we were to where we're going to go? And that's all pretty much up in the air. Joe Perot says, the bottom line is collect what you like. This whole investment thing has gotten a little out of control. I mean, that's a fair comment. Uh, it, it's you, you see a lot of charts, a lot of graphs, a lot of investment talk. But the fact of the matter is sports cards are worth money and they're worth a lot of money. In lot, and they always have been. Now they're just worth a lot more money. So it's just a part of the hobby. And it, it's a part of the ecosystem. And I think that it's it's a necessary part. If it wasn't there, we'd I think we'd see, we might not like what we saw. Uh, what does Justin say? Collect what you like, but get a few aces while you can. That's yeah, that's good advice, right? Collect what you like, but be smart about it too. You know, be smart about what you're buying to the extent that you can. If you're gonna, if you're gonna buy some things that you don't think are gonna have value, but you're spending a lot of money, that's fine. Do that, but maybe buy some stuff of value with with some other money so you can balance things out. That's an approach that I've always liked. Um, okay. We lots of comments here coming, lots of comments coming through. Everybody really appreciate that. YYC says, I love the box filler set. Haven't pulled one yet, but chasing it, Tim Hunter for sure. That's pretty awesome. Tyson Lee, Isikovich. I would love for Upper Deck to create an exquisite rugby league product here in Australia. That would be awesome. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Welcome, welcome to Australia. Happy to have you in the house. Hockey Guy says, Box filler is a great name, pokes fun at the hater. That's, I like that. That's actually kind of, kind of true right and steve sir says i pulled the probert box filler gorgeous card so there's some nice it's nice to get some nice feedback too right and I, i'm glad that we're getting some of that here for billy billy's a good dude i'm sure you guys realize that by now sean mav says me and my son collect portraits because of the change well, that's cool because they change them up that's really great to hear paul wedman loves the old school class photo laser beams peeps likes the throwback theme so you know billy not everybody doesn't like it that's for sure and Steve says, great job adjusting it. My mom never let me get the laser background. So you get it in car in sports cards later on, right? For sure. Chad says, hey, guys, great show last night, Jeremy. Billy, any pull on getting Aussie out of the broadcast booth and back between the pipes? <laughs> Our Red Wings need him. <laughs> Reference to Chris Osgood, former Detroit Red Wings goaltender, Stanley Cup champion with the Detroit Red Wings, for sure. Uh, Tyson says we need more hockey here in Australia. So hard to find. That's an interesting comment. Would be great to have more collectors in Australia collecting hockey for sure. Hockey says can't wait for the horrible '90s mall photo studio backgrounds. Right, those those little uh, booths that you go into. That could be next, Billy. There you go. There's an idea. Yeah. Well, well, what's unfortunate that was back when like they would actually like do photo shoots with the players. Like we don't really we get our rookie photo shoots and. 
you know, we've we've kind of stretched that a little bit as of late. Um, unfortunately, we we had some ideas this the last year or so, but unfortunately, we didn't we didn't have a rookie photo shoot this year because of COVID. So, um, you know, uh, creativity is on hold for for some of this stuff. But no, those those old school eighty mall pictures. I mean, they actually used to do you know photo shoots when they're you know wearing the. Uh, wearing the the tight jeans and and tank tops and stuff you know that was that that was a little bit of different time and they they could go out and and uh and get those photos done yeah we're just, we're just trying to get them to sign their stuff and bring it back to us now let alone right. do a photo shoot yeah definitely a strange year we've had andrea carranza said this must be an inside joke billy will i still be your favorite player if i become a stars fan remember i was the first grim girl anything you want yeah. to say to that uh, I used to be a uh, I used to be a soccer coach, and um, I had a family. They literally had between cousins and and sisters. They had a family that could almost fill a soccer team. What was hilarious is you had to you had to motivate them in different ways. And Andrea here, I had to yell at a lot. Another one I couldn't yell out, otherwise she would like break down. So I had to be like really positive. Another one didn't even listen to me, so you just kind of had to joke with them. Um, but uh, and then their cousin was uh was a goalkeeper and she had like the greatest nickname for a goal a goalkeeper was uh the grim keeper which was uh still one of my favorite soccer nicknames that uh that i've ever had all right all right paul wedman says the shiny inserts are great for young kids oh and some adults too my boys love canvas they call them scratchy cards ah oh, there you go <laughs> they do have a scratchy type surface uh, Jim Levitt wants to know how long does Upper Deck have a hockey contract? What is the process to be awarded a contract? That's not really a question for you, is it, Billy? Oh no! And if I were to say anything, uh, you would be talking to Billy, the hockey card collector, and not Billy, the guy that works for Upper Deck. Right on. Dave want ba Dave said Billy would love to see Titleists and Hardware Heroes back in the Cup. Any chance we'll see those make a reappearance? I think it's probably been since what two thousand and eight, seven or eight, since we've seen those. We're always looking. Uh, one thing that I that I do, and, and I've actually had conversations with Jeremy, is talking about old inserts and and stuff that you know people would want to see, and uh, you know never never uh, never say no when it comes to bringing back some old stuff. I love I love vintage inserts. I love uh, bringing stuff back. You know, uh, we brought back designs and stuff, and even as simple stuff as MVP, and you see what a big hit those are. So. Yeah, we're always looking to, to bring some stuff back, and, and you might see something uh, in the near future. What about property of? Is it? I don't think I saw any on the checklist in this year's cup. Is that something you're just taking a year off of, and we'll see again, or what's the what's the plan there? Um, you know, with with ingrained coming out, we we I don't want to say we have to be stingy with our with our sticks because we definitely have a lot of sticks, but didn't want to like we don't like to step on the toes of other of other products. Um, you know, specific products have um different uh you know chases and ingrained had a a chase hit where it had almost it was almost like the property of you know it had the uh you know the name plates and stuff so we tr I, I stayed away from it uh while building it because i, I didn't want to step on the toes of ingrained uh it, it was a, a very big hit in that product Fair, fair, fair. Joe said, I like Joe's comment. I said a little out of control. I'm all about smart decisions, though I don't always make them. And that's the thing, right? The hobby, there's a lot of temptation in the hobby, whether it's cracking product or, you know, for, pro prospecting on a player. There's lots of ways. 
We have Peter Maldo from Puerto Rico found cards that are 28 years old in good condition. Congrats to you, Peter. Love to see those someday. <laughs> Grim Keeper, love that. Uh, Yannick gets the show wrong, but gets a comment, right? Says, I really enjoyed the episode with Billy on sports cards culture. He brought me to another side of the hobby with his autograph quest. And Costa says, good job on the Dazzlers. Love those inserts. They look like PMG cards. Yeah, they're pretty cool for sure. So, Billy, you know, we we mentioned, we talked about it. We said we talk a bit about the hockey market in general. So, from your perspective and Upper Deck's perspective, how do you guys see the hockey market right now? How is it doing relative to prior years and relative to other sports from your perspective? Well, here's something interesting. Um, and, you know, you're, you're hearing a lot of shops saying, well, we're getting allocated. We're getting allocated. You know, a lot of the products that are coming out now, Upper Deck Series 1, Series 2, you know, a lot of the products, those are just some that I built. But even like uh, SP Game Use, Allure, Metal Universe, these were built a year ago. This is like at the beginning of the pandemic before anything was was going crazy in, in the card market. So, you know, we, we you know, the, 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 the want for these cards, there's so many more people buying cards right now and wanting boxes of cards and, and asking from the distributors. It's not just the same, you know, 10, not 10 shops, but, you know, not just the same number of shops ordering it. Like more people are ordering it. More people are trying to break. Um, you know, we're we're getting applications to for diamond dealers all the time. So um, there's it, it's it's the same amount of product, but there's so many more people out there that want it. And so I, I was taught having a conversation with a friend of mine today and there's not been a product that has gone down since pre-order. So if you have an opportunity to pre-order a product right now, I'm telling you right now, take advantage of it because. Um, you know, all, all that's happening is, is the prices are going up, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a great opportunity. Card shops are giving you the opportunity to pre-order when, before it comes out. But once it comes out, you're seeing what's happening. It's just the market's kind of determining, you know, there's only so much of it built and there's a lot more people that want it. That's going to affect the, that's going to affect the price. So, um, I mean, Jeremy metal universe, <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know you want as much of that as you can get, but uh, as I said, there, there's only so much of it out there. So I don't see the market change. I don't see the market changing at all, at least through the, the uh, 2021 season. And I, I think it's going to be strong in the 21-22. Uh, um, one of the reasons is, you know, and, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but the, the holdover class for next year is we say this every year, um, but uh, it really is. This is probably going to be one of the strongest holdover classes that uh, you've seen in a number of years. And a lot of that has to do with the um, with the uh, cutoff date for young for rookies to get cart like young guns. It was February 12th. So there's already a number of top uh, prospects that have you know skated since then that people are looking forward to. And you could get Byfield skating before the end of the season. There's another one. Let alone you get the whole draft class, you know, there's potential guys coming up there. So I, I really don't see this ending, you know, within the next year. I, I see products still having a, a big demand and, uh, and you know, the, the market being very healthy. Before we talk more about Metal Universe, my favorite upcoming product, I want to just uh, talk a bit about um, the extended series that's coming out. So we've had series one, series two just came out. 
And now you guys are doing what's called the extended series. I've seen some people call it a cash grab because people love to people love to accuse card companies of cash grabs. They forget that you're in business to make a profit. People people just forget that, I guess. But um, Costa asked the question a while ago. I think he wanted to. What was what can we expect for Young Guns in the extended series? So let me explain the extended series first of all, because I don't think a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people are saying it's a cash grab. When we built series one, when we built series two, there was so much uncertainty. Um, you saw what we had to do with series one. We had to, you know, we had to get, we got to deal with the league to be able to use Lafreniere and we got to deal with the league and the players association to use the bubble players. Series two comes along. We, when we're building it, we still don't know what rookies we're going to have available to us. So um, we kind of have to build it a certain way. And here's another thing. Like people were complaining that, uh, you know, well, so-and-so still with this team and this team. That checklist for Upper Deck Series 2 for the base cards, because there's so much work that was involved uh, for Series 2, that base set was made before the season even started for Series 2. Um, usually the first two weeks – of the season is our crazy time for pre-press. That's when they have to get pictures of all these guys. That's when, you know, we're trying to figure out who skated, who didn't, you know, in that first week or two. And it's guys are working weekends, guys are working overtime, and it's it's a lot of work. Well, that didn't happen this year because no one had skated uh, at the beginning of Series 1. That actually happened for Series 2 where we had to sit there and wait like, the first couple of weeks of the season to find out, okay, who's skating, who's skating. And then, you know, we had to, we had to work with the NHLPA and the NHL to figure out what that uh, cutoff date was going to be. So to kind of make sure that we still got a lot of young guns in there, we decided, you know, let's, let's kind of make a set just in case. And then, we didn't want it. We didn't want it to be a series three. We didn't want a third round of portraits. We didn't want a third round of canvas. Well, people have been asking for kind of like a end of the year, like rookie, like set for a number of years. And so the thing is, a lot of our sets that don't get rookie cards initially, like won't have the skating rookies like MVP or Parker's, we actually put their updates in other sets. So we can't really do that. So me and Grant kind of like went through some old sets and said, let's make a set that let's make a whole bunch of more rookie sets, like sets within sets that people can collect. And man, that the, like we've got ovation, we've got holographics. Um, we've got uh, vic uh, ultimate victory. Uh, we've got a 0506 design and the 0506 design has high gloss and exclusive parallels to it. There's probably about six or seven different designs in there that we have brought back from previous years. And it's going to be a full list of rookies. So do you see how crazy the um, the even the, the MVP colors and contours are going for right now? The numbered out of, uh, out of uh, 250, uh, some of the top the top couple guys are going anywhere between 250 and $450 just for the MVP, you know, uh, cards of those rookies. This is a set that has seven or eight different sets with your Alexis, um, with your Stutzels, you know, all the, all the big, big rookies right now. So 
that set's going to be insane. I when I talk about pre-ordering stuff, this is one of those sets, guys. Pre-order it because you know if you thought it, UD two was a little crazy, um, I have a feeling this one's going to be even crazier. And what's great is I've loaded this up with Easter eggs, a whole bunch of Easter eggs that I that aren't in the solicitations that you are going to be jaws are going to be dropping on some of the Easter eggs that we put in that set. And I, I'm super excited. I, I'm not telling anybody. Don't even try it, Jeremy. I'm not going to tell you. Um, you, know I, you know, I love me some <laughs> Easter eggs. But uh, it's it, that's that's kind of why we built the, be, built the extended series. It's for two reasons. One, because of the uncertainty. And two, because people have been asking for a rookie set for a while. Now, what should you expect from the from the, the rookie crop? It's going to be the guys that we didn't get before February 12th, you know, and so the uh, guys, so sorry, Billy, the guys that, that hit the ice up until February 12th, but are not in series one or series two. So anyone who, any player who, who debuted in the NHL after February 12th will not even be an extended. There'll be holdovers till 21, 22 product. Correct. Yes. And uh, I've had a million questions about uh, SPA. Um, unfortunately that's not my product. And I, you know, if I don't speak upon, you know, other people's products, unless I ask them and, uh, I haven't asked them. So, uh, if I, I don't know whether or not, uh, Tony's the one that builds SPA, I'm not sure on whether or not they, uh, what, what, what they're doing for, you know, the update young guns that they've had in the past, if, if it's something different this year or what they're doing. So. Um, I can't answer that question. I can just tell you that we got 30 young guns in um, in the series, and they will have all the same parallels that all the young guns in Series 1 and Series 2 have. Uh, the checklist, too, is kind of cool because it's, it's, the, um, it's all those players that maybe only get Opeachy cards that haven't had a UD1 and a UD2 card in a while also, but – it's not just those guys. We're also doing a 44 card all-star set. So you're still going to get an opportunity to get, you know, McDavid and Matthews and those guys as base cards in the set. It'll just be an all-star version of them. All right. Um, you mentioned uh, Tony. So Tony is uh, one of your colleagues. He's another product manager at Upper Deck. You also mentioned Grant. Can you just tell people who Grant is? I mean, he's been on this show before, but not everybody would have seen that episode. Grant is the Zen master. Grant is, uh, he is the guy. He's our boss. He is in charge of product development at, uh, at Upper Deck. Um, we kind of all go through him. Kind of, he, he has his, uh, his eyes on everything that we do. Um, we, we go through him and he, he looks at our builds and he'll give us feedback. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you agree with them. Sometimes you, he gets the Billy face, which is this. <laughs> Because I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying, but I'm telling you nine times out of 10, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's been in the business for quite some time. He, he worked at Beckett for a number of years. He was the guy that, you know, created the, or worked on the price guides. Uh, his, his, um, his Excel knowledge is beyond compare. His typing speed is impeccable. I'm trying, I'm sounding like Mike Tyson around his, his, Typing speed's impeccable. Uh, you know, no, no, the, the guy is. He's is the boss. I was fortunate enough, and I've said it many times. Uh, when I trained at Upper Deck, I sat at his desk for six months and got to see 
basically got to go through a calendar of products and see how everything's built, why he does things, why he does the things he does, why he does what he does. And what's great about that is um, because of that, when he asks me why I do stuff, I can kind of throw back at him what he uh, what he told me and he'll be like, oh, yeah, OK, I got gotcha. you. You know, otherwise uh, it's it's hard coming up with excuses sometimes when you <laughs> when you're building stuff, if he asks you why you're doing something. So if anyone's interested, I just looked at my my log there. Grant Sandground was my guest on the show. Uh, episode 28, way back on July 15th, if you want to see who he is. He's, again, he's, what's his title exactly, Billy? Uh, I believe he's in charge He's in charge of product development. You know, okay, so Grant, his title yeah. is in charge of product development. Head That's of, a great title. Head of, development. Head, of, head of product development. Head of product development. And he was, he was my guest again on episode number 28, back on July 15th. If you want to see who he is and hear what he had to say, that was a great episode. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's say hello to, where did Victor go? Here he is. We got Victor in all-time greats vlog. He is the rookie card theorist in the space, so check out his channel. He does some great work, and he was also my guest on episode 83 not too long ago, so check that one out. Uh, Paul Wedman says, Billy, what's your opinion on double-sided cards? We used to see them, even shield cards. He doesn't have an opinion, just curious. Yeah, where, where do you sit on that? I've always, I've always wondered about double-sided cards. I've collected some in my past, Personally, not a huge fan of them because you can only see one side at a time. But what is uh, where do you sit on that right now when you're building a product? Um, I, th I think if you look at the last uh, three or four years of product, you can kind of tell what my what my thought process is on it. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I want to be able to see um, what's on the card. You know, we made we made an achievement card uh, in Parkhurst one time and I purposely made it a tall boy so you could fit all six autographs on the front of the card because it's so cool if you can see Gretzky or Sackick, Iserman, you know, all on one side instead of, oh, well, I got three guys in here. And then what if you put like the wrong guy in the back? Like what if the guy likes two of the players, but doesn't like, you know, two of the players and it's all mixed up and yeah, I, I'm just not, I'm not a big fan. Um, and I, I store my, collection i'm actually resting my computer right now on my boxes of cards uh so it's it's at the right level and i store them in count boxes and i'll flip through them this way i don't like look from the back end so that's my opinion kind of a long long answer for an easy question oh, fair fair okay let's go to this next uh comment uh from terry uh he says lots of shops won't give us pre-orders because they say they don't know their allocations Finishes off with the collector always screwed, a very negative sort of perspective, but maybe it is, it is in fact, a fact. What, what can you say to that? I've heard that too. I've heard that um, shops, because of the uncertainty of allocations, as I mentioned, there's just so many people, there's so many more people out there wanting product that guys that would normally get, you know, 20 cases are getting four or five. I've heard horror stories where they're getting one. You know, um, and it 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 sucks. I, I understand that. I, I'm just saying if you have the option, try to take advantage of it. You know, you might not get it. Um, but I'm telling you right now, the price is probably going to go up uh, just because of demand right now. And, you know, he says always screwed. And I wonder, is it true always or is this just unique to this particular year where the hobby's blown up? I think it's unique right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that, in, yeah. 
I don't think the second part of that is really fair, Terry, but I understand your sentiment. I think the other thing comes down to is, you know, if you're buying product, you, it's really between the relationship you have with, with your LCS. If you're some, if you're a regular customer buying a lot of product, you got to think they're going to hold something for you at least, or give you a fair shake at it. I know the guys in town here, they do that. You know, they make sure that their best customers are going to get at least a box of a product. So if you're buying regularly, you're probably going to be able to get product. If you're not, yeah, you might just not get it. And that's just that's just the sign of the times, really, to use a SB Authentic uh, reference there. Is that about right? Or what do you, what, what can you add to that at all? I, I agree. And, and like you said, there were a lot of shops that bought a lot of product that at the time, you know, maybe it was a weak rook, uh, rookie class, but they they still purchased what they were supposed to purchase. And I bet you those those uh, those guys are, are getting, um, you know, they're being rewarded for for purchasing during downtimes also. And Terry, you can just sell one of your 100 Wayne Gretzky rookie cards and uh, let your your LCS keep that behind the counter to make sure as, as collateral to make sure you can get some some product. I'm sure they'd, they'd work with you. Um, okay, uh, past pastime says extended series will help meet demand in the market and keep series one and two more affordable. This is coming from a shop owner, so I'm gonna assume he knows what he's talking about. That's Ken, thank you, Ken. Um, okay, Hockey Hockey says, why is it called Metal Universe? Are the cards made of metal? He goes no. on to say, he, hold on, Billy. He goes on to say, I realize Fleer had Metal Universe as well, but don't understand the name. What can you tell us about the name Metal Universe? Uh, it's, you know, we're bringing back Skybox Metal Universe. That's that's kind of where it's, it's so, I don't want to say it, it's so hot right now. I sound like Zoolander. Hansel, that guy's so hot. Um, but, uh, no, it's like, it's one of those things where I I said, we listen to, we listen to the marketplace. We listen to to people talking. We listen to people like Jeremy that constantly talks about PMGs and constantly talks about the inserts and, and the metal universe cards. And so we, we found a great opportunity to, to bring it back and, you know, no, they're not, they're not made out of metal, but we give them that metal feel. We use what's called the light effects which is the type of foil to make it kind of like shiny and, and the universe aspect of it. We use weird, crazy, you know, designs from the universe. And uh, it's, it's just a really cool looking set and we're bringing it back and and we're doing it right. We're, we're not, we're not just kind of, we're bringing back some of the stuff that people love and bringing it back the way they want it. And we also created some new content for it also. So um, it, it's a mix, but we did it right. We paid the money to build the forms the way we, the way they were built before. And I mean, it, it's a brand name to hockey hockey. It's like, you know, when you're on an Apple computer, you don't expect to eat it like you would eat an apple. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's simply a brand name and it's also hockey hockey. And anyone who else doesn't, if you don't know, um, if you go back to the mid to late '90s, Metal Universe was a very popular product that Fleer put out, and that's what they called it. And 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 you knew it wasn't made of metal back then, and so you know you kind of know it's still not made out of metal, which is I can't believe I'm even saying that right now. But um, it, again, it's just a brand name, and I'm super excited. It's coming. It's coming back. I've I've had the the privilege to be able to chat with Billy about it for the last while and um, give some opinions, which I've been happy to do. Very excited for Metal Universe. That brings me to Jordan Riker's question. He says, what's something about Metal Universe you can share that might not yet be known publicly? Is there anything, Billy, that you can tell us about this highly anticipated product 
that we may not know right now? And if not, something we might know. Um, you know, I think our solicitation sheets kind of kind of gave a, a great um, example of, of what you're going to see. You know, it, it's got its regular base set. It's got a wider range of rookies uh, in the base set. It also has kind of like a vintage. We, we're bringing back the vintage design. So there's a specific insert that's just pertaining to uh, one of the old designs um, from Metal Universe. Uh, we brought back some of the really cool inserts um, like Jambalaya's Platinum Portraits and uh, and Imitation Nation or Intimidation Nation and a few other ones. Um, and then we also built uh, a few new ones. And you know, I, I kind of had some concepts. Um, I wanted to I wanted to put some acetate in in the set also. And our design team knocked some of these new designs out of the park. Um, I'm I'm really excited. I, I can't say enough about our design team, by the way. Uh, they they have consistently, in a time that's been extremely busy, um, under extreme circumstances because of, you know, being able to be in the office or working from home. Like our, our head designer has been working from home for the past year because of just having an, enough people in, in the office and not having enough people in the office. But our, uh, our design team has has gone above and beyond our whole pre-press team. I say design, but that's our pre-press team too. The guys that do photos, the guys that touch up the photos, the, the people that put the type on the cards, the copywriters. I mean, it's just been a crazy year. So uh, Upper Deck as a whole, you know, our, our whole pre-press team has, has gone above and beyond, but uh, I, I'm really impressed. You know, there's a, there's a lot of pressure when you're trying to come up with creative designs that go into metal universe. You know, you and I have talked about some of the stuff and uh, you know they're expecting some crazy, some weird-looking stuff. They're expecting some cool-looking stuff. They're expecting some die cuts. They're expect like Metal Universe is known as just one of those products that has cool inserts. So uh, there was a lot of pressure in that. So um, you know, and we we've got different parallels. All the the the, the retro PMGs and the regular PMGs. So there'll be two different uh groups of pmgs in the set um and then some other some other parallels in there and some other inserts but you know it, it's what you expect at another universe and we didn't we didn't uh we didn't use everything up i'll just put it that way there's you know we're, we're gonna bring back metal universe next year and there's gonna be uh some more old-time favorites and some more new stuff for sure all right sounds good sounds good and i do want to get into a little bit about you know, you're already working on some products for that are going to come out a year from now. And I want to I want to get into that in a few minutes here. Uh, Steve, sir, lets me know that the flame scored. That's good news. Out of the box sports card says extended will be great. So there's some good some good feedback on okay. extended. Um, <clears throat> Hockey Hockey says, how come Parkhurst isn't that popular? It's a big name from the from the 50s. What, what do you what, what can you say to that with respect to Parkhurst? Um, so Parkhurst, you know, used to be out there and uh it just it wasn't uh it wasn't doing well in the market now would it do well in the market now possibly any anything right and we don't build products thinking anything is going to sell right now but right now you know it would probably do well but for a number of years it just it wasn't it wasn't selling so we we made it retail exclusive and uh you know they were they were chomping at the bits to to get a retail product um for themselves so you know we we've got that and we've got the sp hockey also as a as a retail product so 
Um, it's just one of those things that we we decided that uh, retail was a good spot for it. We do have it on EPAC also. Um, there's some really cool achievements and some really cool stacking stuff that you can do to to create some really rare cards. Um, Parker's is a really fun set to uh, to mess with on EPAC, but um, there just wasn't there at the time when we decided to switch it to a, a retail only. Uh, there just there wasn't the market for it, and and we had decided uh, at that time, you know what? If if people aren't ordering stuff, we're not going to make it. Or if they're only ordering this much, we're only going to make this much. And we had that policy for a few years. Now that obviously, um, you know, this year has been been crazy, but you know, before this year, that was you know the case. Now, <laughs> you know, we we can't make we can't. Uh, you know, we, we've already put our numbers in for, for this year's stuff, as I said. So that's why the demand is so high compared to previous years. Yeah, well, the market's grown. Hockey Guy says, any plans for having parallels in a set making an actual rainbow of colors? It's a great idea. All right, there you go. Maybe something there, who knows? Bobby Burrell says, Victor is the rookie card theolo theologian. I think theologian. I think that's how you say it. Yes, he is, guys. Yes, he is. That's uh, the all-time greats blog. Check him out on YouTube. Uh, here's a question from Chris Dwarnik. He says, "Good evening, guys. I'm wondering how Upper Deck balances demand over printing. Is this uh, your department at all? Something you can speak to, Billy?" That was a great question to ask uh, about a month ago when Mike Phillips was on there. Uh, um, yeah. He's he's the guy that you know deals with our vendors. He's the or not vendors. Our uh, um, you know he's the guy that deals with our distributors, uh, whether it be you know regular hobby or retail or whatever. So he he kind of uh, gives me the pulse of of what I should be building and how much I should be building. And when it comes to volumes, I just I say give me the numbers and then I build a set. That's that's pretty much how it goes. I I have no control over any of that all right uh steve sir wants to shout out his lcs in michigan grand slam sports a stand-up guy that's great to hear hockey Where? hockey makes ho hockey hockey makes an incorrect assumption i cannot get any product just for being jay lee i wish i could i wish i could out of the box says upper decks extended is available for pre-order through many internet retailers currently Terry says, it's been going on for quite a few years now. I bought cases for years from a great shop. Then all of a sudden, they stopped giving me any sort of pre-order price. They lost much of my business. I mean, that's just, sorry to hear that, Terry, but but they're probably doing okay. You know, it's, it's just, a, just the way the hobby is right now. So as someone called me today for totally other reasons, a sad panda, sad panda Terry right now. Sorry to hear that. Super Striker says, ever think of putting rhinestones on a card? Like all over would look super cool. <laughs> what do you think of that, Billy? I think I think we did that with the uh, – no, we didn't do it. With, I was going to say we had an achievement in one of our entertainment products. With It was Thanos with, uh, with the glove, with, and it had the, the five stones on it. But um, haven't uh, haven't thought of rhinestones yet. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Brandon George says, the man, the legend. Hello, Billy. Uh, Steve, sir, speaking of metal cards, loves me some Synergy. Synergy is a, one of those polarizing products that Upper Deck puts out, right? You either love it or you hate it. There's not really any in between. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm a Synergy guy too, Steve. Some awesome hidden gems in that product for sure. Is that your product, Billy? I don't remember. 
it's not mine. It's Tony's, but that's, that's a great example of one of those where the market, you know, the hobby shops or whatever, like, yeah, we can't sell this. It's not doing well. We, they don't order it. And so we don't make a lot for hobby, but I'll tell you what, it does very well on EPAC. Tony, Tony has built a, I'm not trying to, as I'm wearing an EPAC jacket, I'm not trying to pump EPAC, but um, it does very well on EPAC. Uh, the achievement program is very good on that. And, uh, some really nice car they, they've improved it every year and like i said there's just some people that are going to use the same jokes that they've used year after year without doing any kind of research on the product if they actually looked at that product and look at what it was offering um they probably if it was new this year and they saw that product this year completely new they'd be like this is a great product but because it has that uh because of previous years where they felt that it wasn't that good you know they're missing out and Jeremy's stealing all the low numbered uh, base rookie cards uh, out from under all of y'all. Well, not, not, not just myself. There's a there's a fellow on there's a fellow on Instagram, uh, House of Cards, who does them too. He did a he did a, a little PC showcase uh, last night or the night before. I guess it was the night before, showing a bunch of cards that he has pulled. And here he is showing his Sidney Crosby. Or his Wayne Gretzky out of seven, the one out of eight from the one from 17, 18. I'm like, oh, quite envious. Some amazing, amazing cards. And they don't go cheap. People, some people are starting to, to clue into some of those real hard, hard uh, cards from Synergy. Uh, Sanderson to Orr wants to know how many total products does UD put out this year? I don't know. Um, because again, not all of them are mine. So, you know, I know I build probably. Um, at least 10, around 10, maybe eight, eight, no, more than eight, but yeah, probably at least 10. Um, and then there's other, the thing is there's, there's a lot of like our regular sets, but then you also have like the Stanley cup, uh, box set and the rookie box set. And then there's other sets that, uh, might be, um, you know, like team Canada juniors, like that's a set, you know, we, we have a bunch of different hockey products. I honestly, if, if I were to go ahead, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Sean Rob says, "Do you think the brand equity for chromium sets like Opichi Platinum and Allure will continue to grow over time?" Yes, because I think we're making it better and better each year. Um, I I remember. I think people are going to be going back to the old to the old uh, platinum. Uh, I've seen a lot of it already with people going after the McDavid in the first year of Opichi Platinum. Um, I'm starting to see the McDavid rookies and platinum go up, and I, I think it'll. I think it'll continue. I, I think uh, it, it's catching on, and it, I, I think we're continuing to build better uh, chromium stock products. Well, anonymous Facebook user says he 100% does agree with. Think so. Agrees that the Opich of Platinum is like the Chrome series. Yeah, I, I agree as well. You know, and and it's like. It's got some similarities to Prism and basketball also. So for basketball people coming to hockey, I can see it being a nice entry point for them, uh, especially the, the Opichi Platinum. And I know a lot, of the, a lot of newer people in the hobby I've seen are into the Allure, where I'm personally not. It's not my favorite product, but I've seen other people coming in loving it. So it's obviously resonating with some people. Okay, okay. Let's keep on going here, Billy. Then we're, we're going to run through the comments here, whatever's left, and then we're going to go to a few more topics we have. Uh, Terry responds, not trying to sound negative, just stating fat, a little frustrated. Terry, I get it. I get the frustration, man. I do. Personal experience. I'm an addict and would love a reliable supplier. 
I'll stick with vintage. And you're you you are certainly one of the best vintage guys I know, Terry. So, uh, yeah, insert sad panda emoji. Or I had to Google it today when someone used it on me. So, totally unrelated. Um, oh, uh, hockey, hockey, little pun here, letting everyone know about his, his bad fortune. Hardy, har har. Okay, yeah. Uh, Paul wants to know: Is Allure your product, Billy? After I just said I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's my product. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah. Hey, man. Um, I got to be honest with you. Allure, Allure is my product this year. Um, I think it comes out in a couple, in a month or two. Um, I'm really looking forward to this year's. We we kind of uh, changed it a little bit. We added some new cool parallels, uh, some unannounced stuff. Uh, it was it was a difficult one to build because it came right on the time where we didn't know if we'd be able to use the new rookies or not use the new rookies. So it, it's kind of it's a little bit funky there. But um, another thing. Uh, you know, I think we cut back a little bit on the memorabilia cards because one thing that Upper Deck we've been trying to focus on recently is really getting the value back on some of these memorabilia cards because, you know, you see them in the dollar bins all the time. So we try to make them rare. That's why we've made them rare in Series 1 and Series 2. People just think we're cheap. We're, we just want to get – we want you to get value out of them. And, you know, uh, we don't want them in the dollar bins. So. Uh, I know we've we've cut back a little bit on the memorabilia, but we have a lot more really cool shiny uh, uh, parallels that will probably do better than memorabilia cards. To be honest with you. All right, sounds good. Thank you for that, uh, Mike at Eastridge. My LCS says Allure is like Select, Platinum is like Prism. So that's a nice way to that's a nice analogy between the two. I always like I always like being able to hear that because it puts things in perspective a little bit. Uh, Paul says, I actually dig Allure, have a, have a love-hate relationship with the parallels. I know I've seen people do the rainbows in them. I, I know Carlos from Because I'm Carlos. He did the Mike Medano rainbow. He really enjoyed it. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, okay. We have a question here from Costa. And I know you're going to like it, Billy, but we're going to save it for a little bit later. But Costa, I promise you that is on the agenda tonight. And let's see. Paul says, "Bigger question: How many one of ones of the base? How many one of ones of the base cards?" I don't understand the question, but if you do, Billy, please, uh, please reply. Uh, if he's talking about like uh, allure, there's there's one. It's it's the uh, you know it's it's our uh, golden treasures. That, that's those are the one of ones. You know, if you count printing plates, yes, there's more than than there's more than one one of one, but. Uh, from actual cards, it's our golden treasures. Billy, let's talk a bit about um, innovating new inserts and names for inserts. We already talked about um, uh, pack uh, box filler earlier. Where do you go? Where do you go for innovation? Like we we also already talked about people's you know people critiquing certain things, and sometimes you can get some good ideas from there. But but as a product manager yourself, Tony, where do you guys go for inspiration? to innovate on new content. Um, and if you would have uh, plugging a meat show again and Ken show again, but, uh, do. you know, I, I collect autographs. Uh, I collect cards, mainly Detroit. I, I'm a PC guy. I, I'm not really a big, like collect everything. I'm kind of immune to hockey. I'm not immune to hockey cards, but I'm immune to stuff. Cause I open stuff at the case level to check, do case checks. But I'm a big Detroit guy. I have tons of Detroit, all Detroit sports teams. But oh, the other thing I collect is autographs, um, a lot of celebrity autographs and whatnot. And I'm kind of inspired a lot by by what I see people collecting in that 
in that market. Um, example would be uh, just like using some paint pens in, in uh, something like color coded or something like black and amber is like seeing how the, uh, the paint pens pop on specific colors uh, with specific backgrounds, that sort of thing. So, you know, I use a lot of what I see uh, people getting signed and how they're getting signed and, and what they're getting it signed with. I use that as, as some examples. Another thing I like to do is, uh, you know, I'm an advertising and public relation major, but I really focused on advertising. I'll look at uh, through magazines, I'll look on, uh, you know, ads and stuff like that and kind of, and kind of see different things. Um, you know, it could be an ad for a sofa. I don't know, but the, the way that the ad is built and like, Oh, th that's kind of cool how they did that. Like I'll look at different aspects of, of stuff. You know, I remember in advertising, like with print ad, uh, like the Z, you know, if you are looking at an ad, the first thing you see is the upper left corner. Then you, you go across, then you go diagonal bottom, and then you go across, like just little things like that. Uh, kind of putting my advertising background into, uh, into how I uh, help. I don't necessarily design the cards. I give them direction of what I want. As I said, our design team does a great job of that, but sometimes I have a specific design in mind or a specific concept. Sometimes um, I kind of let them do their thing. You know, even stuff like, like comic books or, uh, you know, you can use as inspiration or like clothing, just there's so much out there that you can use as inspiration and, and help I have ideas pop into your head because of it. You know, I, I always often wonder about where you get names from for certain inserts. And after, you know, after so many names were used up in the nineties and ever since then, I wonder to myself, like, do you ever, will you watch a hockey game on TV and listen to what the play-by-play -play announcers are saying, the color, the color commentators, and maybe take a cliche that they use? Like, do you have, do you ever go there looking for names? Names are probably the most difficult uh, part of, of creating a, uh, creating a set, Cre figuring out a set name, figuring out a uh, insert names. Um, cause as you said, so many have been used and from a legal standpoint, even if something's close, you kind of, you don't want to make something that's even close because you're afraid that another company will be like, you stole our idea and whatnot. So, you know, I have to get every single insert name approved by our legal department and they do a search, a copyright search. Um, I I'll, uh, I'll tell you one of the ones I was going to do and I'm so I'm bummed out that I can't do it was like, I wanted to do an insert name called All Dressed. And it would be like, uh, initially I thought it would be like a, a jersey card because of the, you know, the uniform. And then uh, and then we were talking and like, wouldn't it be cool if you made it like a potato chip bag or something like that? But talk to the legal department and guess what? Uh, some sort of Canadian uh, firm or people have the, the name All Dressed copyrighted. So I can't use it. I was like, this would have been a great insert name. Um, for those of you in the United States that haven't gone to Canada and aren't close to the border, all dressed is a type of potato chip and it's delicious. And uh, I always buy a bag or two whenever I go down to the expo. Um, I always wondered, I was always wondering what, what is all dressed? And then, and then someone told me it's basically all the other flavors combined into one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
So, um, but there's there's a bunch of different uh, a bunch of different things. I'll I'll Google search hockey slang. Like you were saying, uh, go to um, go watch some games. I'll 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 watch games. I'll I'll Google search hockey slang. You know, we've got some uh, some weird names. Uh, you know, like there's the insert name clappers in in overtime. That's just from Google search. And not that I didn't know what a clapper was, but it just it kind of resonates in you. Like, oh, that would be a cool insert name. Um, watching episodes of Letterkenny. You can find some good stuff in there too. Like, there's a lot of hockey, uh, a lot, a lot of hockey uh, jargon in that show. So, what about, um, what about Trailer Park? What about watching Trailer Park Boys for some jargon? Trailer that uh, that could probably work too. So we 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 have lots of different uh, ways. It's just a matter of getting it past legal, and that's I I I jokingly have when I first started working there and met our legal the person in our legal department. Um, she just told me, she's like, just blame legal. And I put a little post, I put it on a post-it note and I've had it for seven years on my computer. And it just says blame legal because, uh, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're saving our butts. Uh, not unfortunately, fortunately they're saving our butts from, from our, uh, sometimes over creative minds. Yeah, for sure. Henry H says, let's get NBA back to upper deck. Uh, and then Sanderson gives you a freebie here, Sinbin Legends. Like Sinbin itself would be a good one. Have Have you ever had that one come across your your table? Not sure. Uh, I have again. That'd be one you have to look and see. Uh, you have to be really careful with um, enforcers. Uh, the league doesn't necessarily glorify enforcers in in cards. They don't want us to show blood. They don't want us to show people fighting stuff like that. Um, I think Gong Show Grinders was an insert I made in, uh, in, was it full, was that one? I think that was full force. It was a full force or, or uh, Fleer Ultra one year, the Gong Show Grinders. But uh, you, you have to be very, you're walking a tightrope when you're, when you're dealing with enforcers and insert names for them. Okay. A couple more comments here. Because I'm strange says, how about replicating some of hockey's biggest sets from years past in shiny chrome, like a retro blast? I would. I love that kind of stuff. If you can get the designs, who owns the designs from the '80s and the old Opeachy and Tops designs from the '80s? Are they still owned by? Are the Opeachy designs owned by Tops, or are they part of your Opeachy brand? No, we we did not get any of the designs with Opeachy when we uh, when we got it. We just we got the name and we've started creating Opeachy since. So the the farthest back we can go is you know eighty nine ninety baseball, which is this card right here. <laughs> There's your 8990 uh, throwback uh, baseball card. Um, yeah, that's that's about as far back as we can. It's you know it's a great idea. Our competitors do it. Uh, well, one of our competitors do it. It's not like Panini's bringing back you know old style. I guess they have hoops. They can they can go about as far back as we can. Yeah. But uh, Tops owns most of those old designs. Okay, and Super Striker has an idea. I don't really know what, what he's getting at. Maybe you do, but any plans for a reverse retro-themed set? What 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 does reverse retro mean? Super Striker, can you tell us? Or Billy, do you know what he's getting at? No clue. No, I don't know either. Super Striker, love to hear what you mean by that. If you could describe that a little bit more fully, appreciate it. Okay, while we're waiting for that, Billy, um, <clears throat> let's talk a bit about 
what are you already working on for next year? And like how, and I think it's interesting too, because like how far ahead, it's, in, it's, it's important for, you, for people to understand just how far ahead you need to be planning. So let's, let's get a bit, let's hear a little bit about what you're working on right now uh, for next season. Well, like I said, I literally just finished um, our big, our big brief for Upper Deck Series 2. And that just came out. And the, the, the problem right now is a lot of products are coming out later than they should. And as Mike Phillips kind of described it when he was on the show, a lot of that has to do with the vendors having time to print the products. They're just so overloaded with, with products, one, because of the way the market is, and two, because of the shutdown or limited staff members they're allowed to have. So normally Upper Deck Series 2 is a February product, and it's coming out, you know, uh, middle of March. So um, usually I would have a lot more time to kind of look into that. But um, the next product I think I'm building is is a uh, is Metal Universe for next year. Um, so I, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, we really don't get into, you know, I, I've, I've got a couple entertainment products that, that I'm working on uh, for next year also. Uh, we've got some new licenses that uh, that we're working on that you know nothing's been announced yet, so I can't really speak upon those. But uh, you know I, I'm busy. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I'm extremely busy. Uh, it's been nonstop. Like literally, this as of Friday, I think was like the first time that I can officially say I'm caught up since COVID oh. started. Um, nice. And it, it's it's just been product after product and and like i said the the and we'll talk about it hopefully a little bit later but the entertainment market's been been a big deal also recently so as i said they've kind of asked myself and tony to help out in that department uh and jt uh picking up a few entertainment products just to help things keep moving awesome okay you just want me to talk about metal universe i know that sorry to i do like i do like talking about metal universe Okay, next question. Keep this one quick, Billy, because I think we, we've kind of talked about it, but for lappers, who is Upper Deck's demographic? Are different sets built for different demographics? Um, certain sets are built for certain people, yes. If, if you're talking demographics, as in do we build stuff for Canada or do we build stuff for U.S.? Um, we build stuff for everybody. There's there's teams in both areas. Um, you know, we, we appreciate both markets. If you're talking about, like, big time dealers as opposed to just casual collectors we we have sets for everybody as i yeah. said we've got mvp we've got parker so peachy and everything so okay everyone. so the, re the reverse retro has been clarified paul wedman keeps it nice and simple the new jerseys which i wasn't even going there when i was thinking about it but the the third jerseys this year are the reverse retro jersey so super striker says you know i was thinking about players wearing their reverse retro might be cool to get a jersey patch card of McKinnon with a Nordiques logo. Any plans to incorporate those? I mean, I gotta think there are. Um, I, I'm not sure about logos and stuff. That sounds like a great place. Uh, you know, I'm just talking out loud. I don't build the product. That sounds like a great idea for something like Opichi, where they have all the different variations and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to jerseys that we get, we don't have any control over what jerseys we get. Um, the league kind of uh, does something. Would it be great to have uh, parallels of of those kind of jerseys? Yeah, that's another idea. But obviously, everything's happening now, so we're already we're. This is talking about stuff for next year. But even yeah, but what I could see you doing. Never mind the jerseys themselves. How about just photo variants like you've done before in yeah. some products, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Photo variance is a great way to incorporate that. Uh, Gonchar wants to know, do you know the average pop count on those speckled rainbows? The answer is you can't talk about that because if it's not numbered, you're not going to talk about it. Costa says, I would like to see a set with nickname autos of legend rookie cars and some, and some common players. Paul Wedman likes the idea. So there's an idea. Uh, we got rage in the house. Yeah, boys back. What's up, Jeremy and chat. Welcome to the show. Rage super striker has an idea for an answer. I like this idea having a player where all four different jerseys of their team, that could be a neat looking card. Uh, Rage says metals his favorite. Uh, we got a meet in the house. Shout out to Billy. Shout out to Billy. Of course, Paul Wedman would love to see a Usain Bolt card. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. I think I, I saw one from SI for kids not too long ago, hit the uh, open market. Sanderson says, I love that cards that I love the cards that upper deck did that had a current picture of the player and their rookie card on the same card. I remember State Tops did that with Stadium Club back in 1991, I believe. I don't remember. Uh, did the Upper Deck ever do something like that too? Do you uh, know? I, I know we did something like that in MVP a while ago. It was called Mirror Mirror, and it was a parallel where it had the regular guy, a regular picture and a picture of them in the, as a rookie. The Brett Burns one was hilarious. Sean Hurst wants to know, as far as retro designs go, how far back on FLIR designs can you guys go? uh fleer we have a lot more flexibility i'm pretty sure i know if we wanted to use like jordan rookie card we could use jordan rookie card uh i think we've done it in the past so i think we have a lot more flexibility with fleer right on okay that's great news because there are some awesome awesome designs there because i'm strange loves clear-cut hockey can't wait for metal universe keep up the good work very nice clear uh, because i'm strange uh cardboard culture says i think we need to see billy we need to see a Billy Celio autograph card. You got to do a carbon, but a photo variant Billy wearing a Leafs jersey. Yeah, you'll never see that. Uh, Lapper says, please never cut up a game-worn jersey again. Signed, Jersey Collectors. Yeah, good luck with that, Lapper. Think you think your uh, fat chance on that. We'll leave it at that. Uh, Jeff Smith, what about a return of Young Guns for Hockey Legend? So just some ideas. Steve Elmore is in the house. Good evening, Steve. Okay, Billy. Let's move on now to talking about, and Costa asked the question a long time ago. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go far back enough to find it, but I'm going to try here very quickly. He says, Billy, do you create any of the Marvel and other product sets on EPAC other than hockey? So let's talk about what you're doing on entertainment, Billy. Well, the only, the only product of my entertainment-wise that actually is out yet is X-Files from a while ago. But, um, you know, I, I have been working on it, uh, some Marvel products as of late. Um, I know that uh, there's some big hype right now, some huge hype, actually, about uh, Marvel Black Diamond. And it, it's got signers that we haven't had before. Um, it's got signers from the top Disney Plus shows right now. It's got Elizabeth Olsen, Scarlet Witch. It's got uh, Paul Bettany, who plays Vision. And then the most recent Falcon Weir Soldier, uh, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, uh, Emily Van Camp, uh, George St. Pierre. These guys are all in, in Marvel Black Diamond, along with those big names like Hemsworth and Evans. And just it, it's the Marvel Universe. And it, it's it's going to it's going to be crazy. And what uh, what I had mentioned uh, to you, I think, is dealing with the Marvel sets, too, is guys. This is a great opportunity um, to kind of look back at some of the old Marvel sets that that we built. Also, um, I was talking to somebody 
I, I had an Elizabeth Olsen that I got in a trade a long time ago. And when I got it, it was about $150 to $200 card. As soon as, as, soon as uh, WandaVision came out, um, that card is now about a $400 to $500 card. Um, the uh, Sebastian Stan uh, cards have gone from you know $150 to $200-something immediately. And so I think I pulled the here's the like here's the Olsen card that I have and then just start start you, you have other people on here that kind of talk about the market kind of look ahead and see you know what's coming out you know you, you're gonna have Thor coming out soon guess what we've got you know Hemsworth we got Zoe Zeldana like that's gonna be a big name that you can still find fairly cheap I'll tell you a name that we have in here that if you look at Star Wars is selling for a lot of money and right now it's still very affordable in upper deck is is the Taika cards like this guy just won an Oscar? He he can do no wrong, and he's in our Thor Ragnarok set. And so um, these these Marvel cards, I kind of you know some of these basketball cards and some of these like hockey cards that like the Gretzky rookie cards, those are like stocks that are going up. I kind of see like the entertainment cards almost like mutual funds right now, where they're they're going up a little bit, little bit, little bit, but you don't really see the entertainment cards going down that much. Uh, they're not going up to the extremes that I gave you some a few extreme examples, but they're not going up like huge, but they're still very solid investments uh, for cards right now. And then our publishing is is doing very well. Also, are the Marvel publishing uh, cards like the, uh, you know, the Masterpiece and the Marvel Annual just came out. And those cards uh, are very popular now, too. People have you know how people have their hockey players, their PC hockey guys. Well, there's, there's Spider-Man collectors. There's Wolverine collectors. And so people have been really collecting. We make rare versions. We make precious metal gems of, of these guys also. And people have uh, really caught on. It's This whole card thing is just spreading itself out, and, and you're seeing it in, in, other, in other facets also with, with, different, uh, with different licenses, for sure. Do you enjoy uh, doing these these entertainment products? And I don't know if you'll answer this, but what do you enjoy doing more, hockey or entertainment? So, hockey is it, man. Hockey is just it. I build a lot of the same sets year after year, and it's a challenge every year to make it better. I, I've I've talked to people, and I said I'm so excited about next year's season or series one and series two, and it's because I th I think I built an even better set next year. And so coming up with a better set year after year and how can I improve on it? That's a challenge that I love. Um, the entertainment is just a nice change of pace. It's like, okay, because, you know, we're, we're always told, oh, it's just the same thing every year, uh, you know, set to set. It's the exact same thing. And it's not. We, we, there's, there's certain inserts that people want to see and we bring them back. And then we always try to add some new stuff to it. But there's stuff that people expect. In entertainment, there's no expectations. Um, you know, you can, you can autograph sketch cards, metal cards, plastic cards, uh, comic book cut cards, uh, all this just crazy. They had the cards with like fake web webbing in it and Spider-Man, like there's so much ability to, to be creative and, and kind of think outside the, the box. I mean, we do that in hockey too, but you know, we're dealing with universes in, in entertainment. So, uh, you know, Make I believe. enjoy I enjoy entertainment as a nice change of pace. It's fun. I uh, I prefer to be doing hockey because that's what I'm comfortable with, and that's that's where I find that I, I find a challenge. 
Okay, thanks. I appreciate the answer. Uh, Hockey Hockey wants to know, any chance of Upper Deck ever doing a curling set? Man, I get this question, every. I think, every time. Um, it's either Hockey Hockey every time or it's a sign. Uh, we've had curlers in Goodwin. So is there going to be a curling set? I can't see us in the future doing a full set of curlers, but you'll find a, uh, a, a curler every now and then in Goodwin. I, I mean, I don't know much about curling, but I can't see it being worth it to do. I, I mean, unless curling fans are, are rabid fans that would eat up the print run, I just can't see, you know, any sports fan going into the LCS and deciding to buy a pack or a box of curling cards. So um, it'd be a real niche product with, with, and I don't know what if it would make sense to do it on such a small print run, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see it happen and <laughs> see how it'll, how be it'll, do. A, it'll be a tops now card next week. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Steve, sir wants to know if you, you're from Michigan, do you play hockey? I do not play hockey, but I watch hockey a lot. I'm a big, like it says, Red Wings fan. I'm a huge Red Wings fan. Uh, unfortunately, um, I I grew up in a soccer family. My dad played soccer in college. I I played soccer in high school and in college. We would we would uh, we would get our rollerblades out and we would play in the uh, in the um, parking lot in college. My neighbor had a ice skating rink, or he built an ice skating rink in his backyard. It was really small, but like me and my neighbor would just take turns. He would, uh, who, one would be goalie and one would be, we would just basically have shootouts. But unfortunately the, the time of the practice and uh, just not starting at an early age. Um, I have too many soccer players in my, in my family. They, they got me into soccer, but um, I have been a diehard wings fan since Eiserman was young and Lindstrom and all those guys. Did you uh, work on the CHL set, the Canadian Hockey League set at all? I've worked on the last couple of years. Yeah, you did the um, most, you did the one that's out right now, the most recent. I did CHL. I did CHL game used, which was which was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I, I think I've done the last two CHL sets. Okay, so uh, this is Jimmy Cocos. He wants to know why were CHL exclusives and high gloss so plain? Compared to previous years, no color looked like regular base compared to the previous year where exclusives were red and high gloss were gold. <clears throat> are you referring to, were they red and gold in CHL or are they red and gold? I know they're red and gold. In he's comparing, that. he's comparing one year of CHL to the next. So they're, they're, so we have this thing called PMS on the card and that's basically where you can change colors out and there, there just must not have been a, a PMS color on there that we could have changed out the colors to a red and a gold in the past. I'm not sure if it's like that next year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really can't, I don't have a good answer for that except, you know, cost. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Uh, Terry Fortune says, I love Billy's perspective and willingness to share his side of the hobby with us. Your insights are greatly appreciated. Very nice, Terry. Thank you for that. Uh, hockey, hockey. Billy has the same style as a as pro wrestler Daniel Bryan. I, I have got a compliment or what? So this is funny, and I, I can't show it to you. I would have I would have sent it to you ahead of time. I used to have a much bigger beard. And uh, this was a few years, a number of years ago. I think I was still living in LA. And one of the reasons I built the beard for three reasons. And one of the reasons was to get a picture with Daniel Bryant 
um, with with the beard doing the yes. And I, I ended up getting that. And I'm going to have my head down for it while asking questions. But that's a great analogy. Billy, you're, you're in and out on us right now. Can you repeat that? Uh, I can't play with my phone. I was playing with my phone. That's why. Uh, no, I actually have a picture with Daniel Bryant doing the yes when I had a much bigger beard. And uh, look, I wish I could have given you the I wish I would have known that question was coming because I would have given you the picture to show everyone. But uh, that's a very good, a, a very good uh, assessment there. Rage says the one man wolf pack from Hangover. I agree with that. You do. You do have that. look. I can't remember the actor's name, but you have that look going right now. Terry Fortune says PMS. You're killing me, which uh, got a laugh out of Rage and myself as well. Thought that was pretty funny. Uh, everyone's hey, who who else does Billy look like tonight? You're looking like the lead singer from Alabama. Love love that. Paul C wants you. Paul C wants to hear you say you're a wizard, Harry. Please. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. He won't do it. He won't do it. Joe Perot says, "What's the current upper deck thinking on soccer?" Um, the current we've had some great soccer players in Goodwin. And we'll continue to look for some good soccer players. You know, this last year we had Alex Morgan and uh, and Megan and and, uh, and Dunn. I think we've had Ali Kreider in the past and Sidney LaRue. Like we're constantly looking for for and uh, we're looking for you know top notch soccer players if we can get them in sets. We don't have a soccer license, you know. Uh, Tops and uh, and Panini have those, but we're always looking for for big names in, in soccer programs to have in our sets. Let's talk about golf for a second. So you guys have some golf products coming out. I know Upper Deck's pretty excited about it. I think the I think the hobby is pretty excited to see some some great golf products come out again. What's the what's the general feeling with the F- Tiger Woods future as it re- as it re- as it relates to golf cards? Look, t- Tiger Woods ain't going anywhere. You know, it, it, the the accident was was very unfortunate. Um, we we stayed through. We we've been a big advocator of tiger throughout the years i think they actually did someone when tiger won the masters someone did a thing he's like i wonder who actually has been with tiger throughout the whole time like didn't drop him didn't do anything and there was only three companies and upper deck was one of them you know tigers tiger we're very loyal to tiger tiger's been great with us and uh you know he's he's still moving the needle man he's still he's still uh golf royalty you know him and Jack and Arnold, like those are the three right there. Though, like that you think of when you think of golf, yeah. and that ain't changing. He's 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 one of the goats. So um, we're really excited about you know having a product and being able to feature Tiger again. But man, uh, that's not all. <laughs> you know we've we've got uh, in artifacts. Uh, you know Jack's in there. Um, uh, uh, what is his name? Deschambeau. Uh, guy that's been winning uh, majors, uh, Justin Thomas is, is in it. Like we've got a lot of top guys that uh, that are going to be in these sets, and these are going to be some players' first golf cards. And so there's going to be a lot of hype around that. I remember the, I was here the last time we did golf, and I remember it was Roy McIlroy had his first like rookie card, like rookie cards for golf, and those were huge. And there's going to be a lot of those kind of names again, that this is their first, you know, autograph licensed rookie card. Um, so those are going to be huge. And here's something to think about. Um, you know, you talk about 
products and, and sports. Like people like started off getting Jordans and then they've kind of worked their way down on getting, you know, other big names, other Hall of Famers and whatnot. And it's happened in basketball. It's happened in baseball. It's happening in hockey. And I think golf is the next place you're going to see it because there's going to be so much hype around the hockey product or the hockey product, the golf products that we're, that we're putting out. There's already a lot of hype on it. Like, as I said, I, I hope you pre-ordered it because it's uh, it's already gone up. Um, but uh, there's so much hype around golf. I think people are going to go back and look at the old sets and look at some of the autographs of some of the all-time greats that are in some of the sets that we've had in the past. You know, we, we had Arnold Palmer signed for us. Um, we had Brian Nelson signed for us. These are some, you know, all time great hall of fame golf players, Lee Trevino and Chichi Rodriguez and, and stuff like that. So I, I really think golf is going to be one of the next things that, uh, that people jump on. Cause I, do, I, I looked at some prices just recently and I'm like, they don't know yet, do they? And I think once the golf product comes out, it's, that's good. It's, it's an amazing product already. Tony's done a great job with it. And I, I think past products are going to go up even more, not just the product that has Tiger Woods. In, I mean, the products have Tiger Woods in it, but it's not going to be just Tiger Woods. That's going to yeah. be going up. Cool. I'm excited to see some of these products as they start to make their way out to the marketplace. Hockey, hockey. Uh, sorry, I meant this one here. Costa says a uh, Dustin Johnson, Wayne Gretzky dual auto. That's a great idea. That's, that's, you know, that'd be nice. Uh, it's obviously we're, we're building a golf product. That's obviously a name that we would want in there. I don't necessarily know if Wayne Gretzky likes to do golf carts. I know Michael Jordan doesn't mind it as much, but, uh, I don't know. I don't know Wayne's handicap. So I don't know if he, uh, if he wants, if he wants to be on a golf cart or not. And is that something that you're, you're, uh, I don't forget what you called the department, the, the department that goes after the autographs and acquires all the uh, memorabilia. Would they be, is that something they would go look into? Our, our talent acquisition is going to look for the best players possible. So um, obviously I think Dustin's ranked number one in the world. It's a name that we would look into. Um, I don't know if there's any deals uh, set up or anything like that. I, I don't get involved in talent acquisition stuff. I just know when they, when we have somebody, we'll announce it and, uh, and, and right now, I don't think uh, Dustin is necessarily in our in our library of guys, but it's someone that we're definitely pursuing. All right, cool. Hockey, uh, hockey, hockey says any Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin cards being released? That'd be cool. See, that's who I thought they were going to say that I was the caddy from Happy Gilmore because I got the beard and the and the hair going on. But no, that'd be that'd be that'd be great. I wish Adam Sandler's got a lot of money. Netflix paid him well. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Brian Kingsley, what's crackalackin', man? Good to see you. Um, here's an interesting qu- Another one from Hockey Hockey says, where does Upper Deck view the Michael Jordan SP1 in their all-time list of cards released? And the reason why I like the question is, I actually wonder, do you guys do you guys actually do this? Do you keep a, a log or a list of your all-time best cards? Is it something that you guys think about? No, no. We, we don't have any all-time greatest upper deck cards at all. We just, we just keep building the ones we have. And, and, you know, we, we have an idea of, you know, what's done well, what doesn't do well, but there, there isn't like a, a, a top 10 list on, uh, on our wall of, of accomplishments or, or cards. Yeah. No, fair, fair. 
Carrie Fortune says, get Paulina instead. That would be tried. a hot seller. That'd we, be a, we tried. You tried? We, I thought we had her for contours when, when that came out, but unfortunately uh, it didn't go through. But, uh, great minds think alike there, Terry. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up pretty quick. Uh, so get in any final questions, comments that you have, please. Um, in the meantime, Sanderson says, Jeremy, due to a past video of yours, I just won a 1962 PSA 3 John Wayne Dutch card. Thanks for turning me on to them. You're welcome, Sanderson. They are awesome. I love them. I was bidding on cards at the beginning of the show tonight, and uh, they were all non-sport. So, I, And I won a few of them, so I'm excited to, to get those to come in. So congrats, Sanderson, on the – and I, I bet the PSA 3 looks really good. A lot of those low-grade – uh, non-sports from the 60s and 50s look really beautiful. So congrats on that. Rage says the Shaq Draft Redemption got to be one of the top cars. I mean, that's that's a more interesting thing for us as collectors to 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 compile the list of like the top 10 upper deck cards of all time. I don't know how you do that. I mean, there's so many more than 10. I mean, there, all these different images are running through my head right now of cards I've seen from Upper Deck since starting with the number one card from the very first that they ever did being the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Billy, show the show the McDavid card you had you have next to you again that, that is themed like that because it was very hard to see just with the, the, the blurriness. But see, that's an achievement you said from, from EPAC right now, and that's a Connor McDavid just in the same design as the 89 upper deck baseball. So I think that's so cool. I love that. Really neat. But that's that's up to the fans, I think, the collectors to compile that list and maybe we should make that a project on the show one day. Have a special episode where we're going to we're going to figure out what the top 10 cards of all time that upper deck has done will be. It's going to be very controversial no matter what you uh, no matter what you put out there, no matter what we come up with. But uh that would be fun. Hockey Hockey says with upper deck not having a list of best cards, this just started my idea, a sports card hall of fame. First to enter. Yeah, so Beckett did that back in the day. Beckett did a few sports card hall of fames. This was years ago. They haven't done it in a long time, but those are some really cool issues that Beckett did. And I'd recommend looking those up. Some last comments. Billy, you know, some last comments are, are coming in, but um, let's have a look at them. Uh, JR in the house. JR says, has anyone seen the movie Masterminds? Was Billy in that one? There's another reference to how you look, Billy. Rage says, the 91 Boggs, Rip Griffey and Ryan in motion. And Super Streaker, thank you. Great show. Thank you, Super Striker, very much. Billy, I think we can wrap up unless you have anything else you want to chat about. Um, No, I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, we've, we've got a number of products coming out. I think Black Diamond's coming out here soon. Trilogy, SP Game Use, Allure, all in the next couple months. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a really exciting time right now with, with all these products. Uh, the rookie class is just keeps getting, you know, better and better. I know people are a little uh, weary on, on Alexi. Let me tell you guys, don't, don't sleep on it. These guys didn't get any kind of preseason. They didn't get any time to gel with each other. And I, I think as, as time progresses, a lot of these rookies this season, you're going to see play very strong next year after they've had, had time with their players. Um, but uh, I'm just, as I said, it's been real busy. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the beard, the beard's actually good. I, I saved the beard for the show. I'm going to be trimming it here in the next uh, day or two. I'm flying out to, I'm, I'm finally getting to go to Michigan after a year. Uh, to visit uh, to visit my family, so I'm, I'm really excited about that, and uh, I, I want to look I want to look a little more clean cut when I'm when I'm going to go visit people. So 
uh, we're going to trim the beard. So uh, I'll look a little more normal, but I, I thought it'd be fun to, to bring it on today. Like two contrasting looks on one side of the screen to the other side of the screen. Yeah, exactly. You're full of hair and I'm, I'm sans hair. Okay. We got some final comments coming through one that has me laughing really hard. So we'll get to these. Uh, okay, let's go through these right now. Uh, Pelagi says, in my opinion, the most iconic is the 0506 Young Guns design. Love the idea for retros coming out and extended. There's a good idea. And if you're going to put one of those cards in your top 10 all-time upper deck cards, do you put on Crosby or Ovechkin? I mean, everyone would say Crosby for a long time. Currently, Ovechkin's outselling Crosby. Don't know if that matters for all-time best. I'd still put Crosby on there myself. Who would you pick, Billy? If you had to pick Crosby or Ovechkin for being the best young gun of all time, which which of the players would you choose? Crosby Crosby put young guns on on the map, one hundred percent. That's that's the card that put it put young guns on the map. I would definitely pick Crosby. Okay, fair fair. Costa says, with all the new talent in sports, please bring back all times great all time greatest box. Fair request. Uh, Joe Perot says Billy is cool. Yep, can't can't uh, argue with that. Uh, Sanderson, thank you for joining tonight. Happy to have you. Hockey, hockey, thank you for your time, Jay Lee and Billy Goat. Keep bringing the great releases. Uh, this is the one that had me laughing. Ray says, Billy, you ever talked to a volleyball named Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> great. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, Costa says those 0506 Retro Young Guns achievement cards look sharp. I saw they will be an extended. Very cool. And Steve Sir just cut my hair for the first time in six years. Took the beard off too. It's a weird feeling, but go for it. All right. All right, everybody. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna end this now. This is awesome, Billy. Thank you so much. Don't forget, start. I mean, we're scheduled to start in 25 minutes, but we're gonna start early with with my man Dave McFadden. We're going to start in 10 minutes from now at, at the top of the hour. So that'll be midnight Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific, and 10 o'clock my time. Dave, get ready. We'll start in 10 minutes. Everybody else, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rage. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. Terry, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Everybody else, we'll be back with After Hours in again in 10 minutes from now. If you enjoyed the video tonight, guys, if you enjoyed the show, please hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. If you did not enjoy the, the show tonight, please hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. If you are not yet subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. Rage had a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Big thank you for you for you there, Billy. All right, guys, that is it. We're gonna we're gonna end it now. We'll see you in 10 minutes on After Hours, brand new broadcast on the YouTube channel. Check it out if you choose not to. Have a good Sunday tomorrow. Have a good week ahead. Next Saturday on the show, Tim Getch, founder and CEO at ComC. You'll all want to tune in for that one. Peeps, thank you very much. And we'll see you all in 10 minutes. Billy, thank you so much. Hang tight right there. Throw the octopus. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.